0: Welcome to the Bottom Shelf Leadership Podcast, a ministry of Lindsay Lane Baptist Church, where we sit down with small-town leaders who are making big-time impact. Hey and welcome into the podcast. Uh, glad to have you back again with us. I am Heath Lindsey Lane's East Campus Pastor, joined as always uh, by Alan Ostrowski, North Campus Pastor, and Andy John King, uh, our uh, lead campus lead pastor and teaching pastor here at the main campus. Something like that. Uh, we're not yeah, going to shoot. We're not going go to go the intro again. So we're just going to stick with that. Um, <laughs> glad to be back with you guys. How's how's this week been? Productive. It's been
1: good man. It's been very productive. We're building. A new building behind her church, so I'm part-time pastor, full-time subcontractor right now. But there is light at the end of the tunnel. I now have an official Elkmont office. There we go. Which is fantastic. So nice. we're getting there, man. They don't teach subcontracting at seminary, do they? They really don't, and they really should. Because there is <laughs> there is anything I am ill-equipped to do, it is oversee a construction project.
0: Yeah, and you're going to keep that going, right? Like get some business cards printed up. Absolutely. Make some side cash.
1: Absolutely. Astrisky
2: yeah. and Sons, subcontracting so <laughs> <laughs> doesn't roll uh, off the it's, tongue. Yeah, it's a long. The first, the, <laughs> the name is long.
0: No one's going to call because I don't want to say it. <laughs> uh, hey, well, we have a, a very special guest uh, with us today that we're excited to, to talk with, to talk a leadership with. And so, Any John, why don't you introduce our guest today our guest
2: is none other than coach Justin Taylor from West Limestone High School coach Taylor is a first he's a family man he is the husband to Jennifer and a dad to two daughters Caroline and Molly he's a member of Round Island Baptist Church in Tanner and serves there as a deacon and a young adult Sunday school teacher coach Taylor is the is the uh, is a teacher and varsity boys basketball coach at West Limestone High School and has been for the last 19 years His team won the Alabama State Championship in 2015 and was the state runner-up in 2019. To go along with that, he has led teams to several county championships, eight area championships, I counted eight, there you go, and a host of regional tournament appearances, uh, also reaching the Elite Eight three times outside of the Final Four and state championship appearance. And uh, by his own account, he attributes that success to a whole lot of good players and assistant coaches, so Coach Taylor, welcome, and uh, one of the things he didn't list that I know is that he is the son of a pastor, get into that, uh, yeah. and uh, who's also a seminary professor that's right. at New Orleans that's right. Baptist Theological Seminary, and uh, he's also a beekeeper, <laughs> or an apiarist. I believe is what that's called. Wow. So go. if y'all want to get into that today, there's a lot of things we can talk about. It's, wow.
0: The, the, the door's wide open.
2: Here you go. So Coach, welcome. Quite the most Thank you. Glad to be here. <laughs> yeah. All right, coach, we're gonna start out talking about uh, motivation today. You you've been in coaching well, probably nineteen plus years, but at West Limestone for nineteen for sure. years. That's a that's a long time. How how do you stay motivated when you've got different kinds of kids, different groups of kids, different different levels of talent and for a career's worth, how do you show up ready for practice and games with the same motivation?
3: You know, it's just every year is new, and every kid deserves my best. And, and that's not always an easy thing. Um, but I do – I remember why I'm doing this. Um, and it's not to try to win a state chem- championship every year because we're not going to. But, but my thing is I'm trying to get kids the, to, to learn to be the kind of people that can win games, mm-hmm. to learn to do what it takes to win a game. Um, and and be the kind of person it takes because i know that'll translate to a lot of uh, a lot of success in life later and in, in their families and in their work and in everything they do so i really focus a lot on on the big picture on on trying to become the kind of people that can that can win do what it takes to win and and like I said, every kid deserves my best. I'm—I can't remember who who I, I've heard saying it, but I've heard it a lot. You know, th- these parents are turning their most prized possession over to you, no. and uh, no. and we get and 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 we've got a lot of influence over them, good or bad. And and I'm going to influence these kids one way or the other, and and I better not screw it up. Now you
2: <laughs> you've played you played and I have a lot of times. So I'm afraid <laughs> you you played college basketball at. Mississippi College. That's right. And so, what was it though? Because, like we just mentioned, your your dad being a pastor, seminary professor, you go into coaching. What is what was that like? Or, or making that decision? What led to you wanting to go into coaching and coaching basketball?
3: I went to school at first thinking I wanted to be a physical therapist uh, because I knew that physical therapists made pretty good money. And there was a lot of pretty girls in going to be physical therapists, and and then I got in nutrition class and realized that I wasn't going to be a physical therapist. <laughs> uh, but but so coaching just kind of it just kind of what I what I, you know, it was always in my in in my head that that that's what I might want to do, um, and so it, it I, I don't ever re- really remember deciding to be a coach. I just it just kind of I just you know one day I was had changed my major to be a school teacher and a basketball coach. And, and once I did, you know, it just felt right. It was, it was really, and you know, like Bear Bryant used to tell his, his, his kids, his players, if you, if you can live without it, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I would tell anybody that, but I couldn't live without it. That was, that was, uh, you know, and as I've been here 19 years, I start thinking about, you know how much longer will I do this? Well, right now I still I don't know that I could live without it. You know yeah. uh, because you know I just feel like it's it's still my calling. It's still where I'm still doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And sometimes I wish that would change, but but it's where I'm at.
2: There again, that's we we've not gone three minutes into the show, and we've already referenced an Alabama football coach. Roll time. Because even as we say that, like we always mention Nick Saban, it feels like when we get in these conversations. But I, I do want to mention him for just a second because it, it seems like this year, you know, we're 2023, and Bama's what, like eight and one, and everybody thinks they're the worst. Yeah. Um, but it, it, I've heard, like, broadcasters talk about it, how it seems like Nick Saban at Alabama is enjoying this year probably more because it's more challenging. You, do you find coaching to be more fulfilling when you have the, the players that go on to be professional athletes or the ones that they're a good bunch but they don't have as much talent? Like what, what's, the, what's that look like for you?
3: Well, it's certainly a lot easier when you have the ones that go on to be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, every, every season is so different. I was thinking yesterday about the, the, my years here and how I could tell a great story from every season. That makes yeah. coaching that season worth it, whether it was a game or a kid or something in the locker room or on a bus ride or or something from every season that makes it worth it, and and that's what I try to keep in mind going into every new season. That that you know this is the only this season I've yeah. got with these kids, and and I have a I have a real opportunity to impact somebody, and you know and everybody's not going to get it. And, and and I'm gonna miss the mark a lot of times, and I'm gonna I'm gonna mess things up a lot of times, uh. But but you know I you know every year is every year starts out the same to me, you know. And it's you know obviously the goal is to win games, but like I said, I, I'm so big picture, sometimes too big picture. You know when, you know we lose a game, you know I walk away from the game thinking, good. Let's see how we can respond from the, You know this this is where we see who we are. You know, yeah. As long as it's not the last one uh you know how are we gonna come back from this and um and so um you know easier, harder, I don't know they're all you know obviously it's hard when you're losing uh yeah. but, but but i've been I've had some teams where we were winning that wasn't real easy either, you yeah, know, just because of the the dynamics of the team or the people you're 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 around and uh but man it's been it's been a good nineteen years overall.
1: You talk about team dynamics. Uh, it's always something that, that is pretty universal leadership-wide, um, regardless of the arena that you're in. Um, how do you lead? Obviously, you have a, a program, right, that, that you want to get kids to buy into. This is the way we do it. This is the right way to do it. Um But how do you motivate each player as an individual? Obviously, different talent, skill, different level of talent, uh, different background, different family. Like, how do you motivate different people to get on board on the same direction, pushing the same way, you know, toward whatever goal is being communicated?
3: Yeah, in a in a world that teaches us that it's all about me. It's all about, you know, what, what, you know, what I'm getting out of it. Uh, It's hard. And, and, and you mentioned they come from, you know, it's all about what they're hearing at the dinner table, you know, and Mm -hmm. we've got a lot of kids that are hearing that it's about the team, son. And, but then, but then we've got some that, you know, that, that, you know, hopefully not this year, but we have had some that, you know, want to know what the team can do for them, but, but you know that and you know and that's that's part of I I didn't expect it to be perfect when I went into it. I knew that there was going to be some hard the the ones that need what I'm trying to sell the most are the ones that are the hardest to, to to coach sometimes. But but just keep casting the vision, you know, that that we want to become the kind of people that can win the games in in <clears throat> in the end of the year. And and how do we do that? We do that by doing the little things right. Over and over and over and over and being great teammates over and over and over and showing up and doing the extra work and all these little things over and over and over every day, these boring things that, that I, you know, and I tell them all the time, you, you can only see to right here because this is as far as you've ever been. You you yeah. you think when we lose three in a row, it's the end of the world or when we lose and have to go to Deschler for a sub-regional game, you know, that, that you know, we can't, it's over. Well, I've 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 been through. I've seen this movie over and over and over. So so, you know, just just trust that, you know, I, I I don't have the perfect answer every time, but I but but I I've been further than you have and I and I can I can see further around the around the curve than you can. So, just keep casting the vision and, until they're sick of hearing it and hopefully that, that you know, it'll it'll fall on good soil from time to time.
0: Well, you said something there that I haven't thought about before. Uh, you know, because all three of us played team sports growing up, um, and not a knock on individual sports. Both both of those bring something to the individual, right? They teach you uh, devotion, they teach you uh, determination, and and focus, and all those things. But how important is te- how important are I guess team sports uh, in a growingly a growing self centered world uh, for young kids?
3: One of the things I ask them all the time is is what would our team be like if everybody was like you? Oh, wow. If everybody practiced like you today, if everybody responded to, to you know, this butt kicking we just took like you will tomorrow, if everybody, um, you know, if everybody warmed up like you, if everybody if everybody was the kind of church member you are, if everybody, you know, all yeah. these, you know, if, if everybody. And, and then so take it out into into the world, you know. What if everybody was a dad like me or if yeah, everybody yeah. was – was a again a church member or a, or just a member of society like I am. Yeah. So hopefully we learn to, you know, to do a little more, to everybody be a little you know, a little better than you really have to be. Yeah. You don't you don't have to be you, know, yeah. uh, you can be pretty sorry and slide by. Uh and we see what happens when, when yeah. you do that.
1: What I love about that is that's that's progress minded. So I have thought in team sports I've heard a similar message communicated. And I guess I've never Thought of it in in terms of, of progress, I, I've thought of it more in terms of talent. Like, what would it look like if every team was at my level in this in this sport? And so, I, and so, then obviously it inspires me to work harder in those sorts of things. But you think about it, like for the for the kid that is not going D one, that doesn't have a future in the game, but they've got a role to play, and it's not. What does it look like if everybody has my talent? But what does it look like if everybody is pushing like I am pushing? And so when you talk about in the pews, right? Uh, I've got I've got people that are far along and, and we would consider mature in their walk with the Lord, but yet some of them have grown stagnant. So what was what does it look like then for everybody to not necessarily possess whatever knowledge of Scripture or uh, attendance record or whatever it is that we. Metric that we use, but what does it look like when every person, regardless of how long they've been saved, regardless of 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 the gifts and the talents that they have, the spiritual gifting they have, if every person is looking more like Jesus every day, uh, it just puts a different spin on it uh, than than even what I've I've really thought of.
3: And the way that the way that affects the next guy,
2: mm.
3: you know, whether it's on the team. Because if I'm doing all I can do, and 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 I'm killing myself to to win this game, but I look over and I got two teammates dogging it, well that you know. Mm-hmm. But if I'm dogging it and I look over and I got you know the other four guys are really getting after it and they're diving and they're taking a charge and they're doing all the things, well that's going to bring me. Well same in yeah. church, you know if 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 I'm around growing people I'm. I'm probably going to grow. If I'm around gripers and complainers, I'll start griping and complaining.
1: Well, because I, I've I've come to this point, right? Like you're not talent exclusive, and so like I've come to this point as a church planner where I'm dealing with people. Some of my greatest leaders are four year old Christians, you know. And for many churches, that that's a baby Christian. In many churches, in many church history, you know, in, in the history, the great long history of their church come from Round Island, the oldest church in Limestone County, you know? And so, um, and so I think about that, like at a certain point, I've got to be, you've got to be willing to trust God to do the things. And I've got to be willing to motivate instead of looking for a criteria in my head of who is the most gifted teacher, who is, um, you know, the most charismatic, who, who's the most, uh, you know, has the most charisma, who's, who's developing a following. I've got to be thinking this way as well. It keeps us from constantly trying to mine the 20% for the 80% principle. And I love that. I love that idea. I love that thought.
0: well, um, oh man, when you, when you look at your, at your teams, I mean, you've definitely had some talented guys, um, some that got to play at the next level, uh, in different sports and stuff. And, um, Man, when you look back, uh, what what's the? It's not just about talent, right? And that that devotion to the team and that that spirit. And um, what are some of the characteristics of a good team member? You think I know you've talked about it a little bit, but maybe just kind of put some fine words on it. Uh, what are you looking for in a good uh, a good player?
3: Well, you know, you know, outside of the skill, which is you know we kind of you know we work to develop it, but we get what we get. Yeah. You know, by by high school. Skill-wise and and certainly talent-wise, you know, natural ability. But, You know, guys, you know, guys that are just that that care, that about, care about more about the team than they do about themselves. Yeah. Um, and, and and that sounds so cliche, but it's so, I mean it's it's so stinking important because we're we don't we're not taught that. Yeah, yeah. You know, you've got you've got moms and dads trying to get to the scorebook and see how many points their kid had after the game. <laughs> And and you to say we just lost, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or you know we're we're all posting pictures after the game, smiling with our girlfriends, and and we just lost. Yeah. Um, and and but care more about the the team than you do about yourself, and willing to do whatever it takes for the team to win. And that doesn't start tonight at seven thirty. Yeah, you know started, that started you know a long time ago, and it it was yesterday in practice, and it was the first day of practice, and and uh, you know just just guys that really care a lot. Um, and we, and, you know, that's something. Through the years, we've we've had a lot of success with guys that just cared a lot about about West Limestone basketball, about about their teammates. Uh, you know, guys that were willing to, you know, willing to take a charge or willing to, you know, we just all these little things. I I, I think all the time, you know, we played Tanner at, at East Limestone in the county championship one time, and and Evan Hill took six charges. <laughs> To win a game by like three points, wow. you know CJ Yarbrough, yeah. you know, is one of the best players we've ever played against, you know, but 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 Evan keeps stepping in front of him, and well, finally CJ quits driving because yeah, he, right. well, when he quits, you know, and and so and and when we we start every day working on taking charges, that's how we start practice, and and it doesn't make sense to people yeah. until you get in that county yeah, championship yeah. game, right. and and you know one charge. You know how much that affects the rest of the yeah. game, uh, because we weren't going to stop CJ from driving in and scoring no. until, until he had four fouls and and right? couldn't drive in and score yeah. anymore. You know, and that changes the whole, and and man, that stuff just starts so early, so early yeah. in, in the season or in their high school career or you know, just you just got to care a lot.
2: And that's that's a stat that is not going to show up. On anybody reporting the game no. or the book or cater like daily, you'll know it, and they'll know it, yeah. and your team will know it. But like, that's not going to get you recruited, you know. No. How, how and and with all that too, because now like we live in a culture where people are posting, you know, they're that they've spurned three Division one offers to go with this one, and it's all over everywhere. And now everybody thinks they're going to get a college scholarship
3: or hype videos for nine years. Yes, you got
2: you got guys standing <laughs> at the ends of the gyms with video cameras, like doing specific individual videos on single players. And so how honest do you get with some of your guys just to be like, hey, most of y'all won't even get a look at playing after this. Like, do you get that honest with them? Or how do you communicate that while still trying to get their best out of them?
3: Well, I'm probably overly honest. (laughs) That's one of the things Jennifer tells me all the time is, Justin, just because it's true doesn't mean you have to say it. (laughs) That's a good word right there. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I mean, and they know. You know, they're not stupid. Uh, You know, they they know who is, you know. But they also understand that, that high school sports of any kind are really, really important. You don't have to go play in college for 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 playing four years of high school sports to impact the rest of your That's life. Right. you know the teammates and the lessons you learn and right. and the friends you've got and all this stuff and 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 luckily, we've had a lot of kids that that really get it. I mean that state championship team we had one kid go play in junior college uh until Christmas of that year. And 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 a bunch of guys who, but but what was special about that team? And you and, and if you could get your kids to understand this, I went to David Hines' wedding, and 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 it was David getting married, and the four other starters on that team were his groomsmen. Oh, wow. yeah. Well, that's why that team was that's so right. good. And then and then another thing that stands out to me about that year, and I could talk for an hour about that team. But after games, I would have parents coming to me and saying, "Man." David's playing well, or Zane, right. other kids. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. they. You know, they didn't have to talk about their own kids. We knew they were right. good, yeah. but they were so proud of of the other yeah, ones. Yeah. And um, and you know that was just. And, and you know, I don't know that you can teach that. Yeah. I mean, right. you, you try to. You try to, to 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 teach how important it is. And I'm sure you can but, reference it though too with but others. Oh, and, you know. and and it and, and it gets referenced all the time. And, and another quick story from that team that David Hines was our point guard. We're playing in the county champion in the county tournament. David tears his ACL. We're up at Ardmore, You were probably watching. Uh, David tears his ACL. What you know? If you lose your point guard. You're yeah. done. A little tenth grader that weighed about 110 pounds has to step in and start playing, and and had I and mean, was a good player, but hadn't played a ton that year because the guys in front of him were so good. But he was ready because David had had whipped him every day in practice. That gave it, and and like David Hines from the bench was responsible for us winning that championship because Matt Bozeman was ready. Well, to try to get get kids to think, you know, two 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 steps ahead, ahead, you know, is, is the,
0: you know. I can remember watching y'all in 2015, because we were still actually living in West Limestone at that time. That's And up until 2016, I can remember going to Wallace and watching you guys that year. And, uh, and it, you know, you could tell, I mean, it wasn't, talent real tons deep on the bench. But, like, there was – those guys were coming off the bench and they were putting up points and playing good defense. Like, I, I never looked at the stats, but I bet that stat sheet was not real heavy. You uh-huh. know I mean? It was very even because you had guys that were devoted to the team, like you said.
3: Yeah. Uh, it was It was unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it was – you know, they, somebody ought to write a book about that team as a manual of how to, how to be a teammate yeah. and how to – you know, what you can accomplish – because I don't, I don't know if you saw the Cordova game that year when Cordova's the best team in the state and they come to West Limestone the first first uh, round of the playoffs. Well, we did, we didn't have any business beating Cordova, but but I I, I told the kids I said and, and we're watching film on Cordova and I'm trying to think of any lie I can tell them why we have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> and, and 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 the one I, the best I could come up with and I think it was true. Was they had they had kids coming from all over the place, we had we had however many we had fifteen kids on that team that started kindergarten at West oh, yeah. Limestone, and we're and we're best friends, yeah. and if we can get late in the game in a close game, you, you know you want your teammate to succeed. You you don't care about getting your Bryce. Let's see if we can get these guys that have not been together. They've just, you know, they've got guys from all over. See if we can get them to to want to get theirs, and 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 we don't care who
2: gets. Well, we get in overtime and and end up beating them, and I, and I think that was a big part of it. Well, I'm gonna chase a sermon point we made last night from our Wednesday night study, but Paul and Barnabas. I think it's like the 13th chapter of Acts, and it's Barnabas and Paul, Barnabas and Paul, and then it switches. And it goes to Paul and Barnabas, and and all of a sudden Paul has become the guy that's like the the lead in teaching with authority, and he becomes the guy that we remember for writing all these things, and we don't hear any anything more about Barnabas going. Well, guys, if it wasn't for me, yes, you sir. know, then Paul's not not <laughs> here. Um, and it, we just made the point if you if you care about the cause more than you do the credit, you get, yeah. you really got something there because because yeah. people are actually trying to win together, not just in for themselves
0: yeah and we talked we've we've preached on that recently as we preach through our our values as a church you know we have a value here at lindsey lane of who is you who is it who is it that you're investing in who is it this next up next man up um for you and uh and just making sure that we're we're developing that mentorship and, and discipleship culture in our church um it's important
1: yeah, I've heard yeah, someone yeah. say before, I don't know who, and I know y'all are going to joke on John because, Maxwell. Yeah, it was John, John Maxwell. It's was John Maxwell. But it but said the true mark of maturity, mark of maturity is not, not to refuse not to finish well, but to refuse to not finish well alone. Um, and so to bring someone to bring someone along with you and and have you ever seen that? Like have you ever have you do you have a specific example of of when you have seen somebody who was man? Hero ball. It was all about them. It was all about their stats. And then at some point, something happens, and there's a switch, and it just transforms. You know how they approach the game.
0: No, no. <laughs> that was great. Uh, next question. <laughs> you, know, but, you know, but but really, the the the
3: they don't they don't make it that far in our program if they're like that. You know, and not because we. It's just the and and I, I know how culture how important culture is and I've read all the books and it's not that we're it's not this that I'm real good at at teaching this great culture but it it just happens you know the kind of people we have and people get weeded out if they're like that or they change pretty quick and so you know by the time they get to
2: to me you know I don't I don't deal a lot with that uh, so coach we want to ask you to just sort of switch gears to towards outside of basketball and outside of coaching, which I'm sure you can, we can continue to talk about that. But um, I, I know personally because we've gone to church together in, in the past and became good friends at, at church. And uh, you you are, um, if not more, committed to your local church just as much as you are to, you know, your career and your ball teams, uh, serving as a deacon there and, um, you know, just, just talk about that. I, obviously, I know that's probably some family history, salvation sure. history. Obviously, but um, you know, you and I have had conversations before about the level of commitment that um, the, the church requires, ministry requires. Tell us a little bit about why your family, um, why you're all in with your local church. Well, we
3: we just we love church. Yeah. We love um, you know as a as a byproduct of loving Jesus, we love. Being at church and and you know we're very very fortunate that we found the church we did, right. um, uh, but but you know it's some it's just it's just something that our family we, and, and we never made a decision that we're going to be at church every week and we're going to be at, we're going to it's just what we do, yeah. um, and and you know and like you said it is a byproduct that's what we did growing up you know and I, and I just we go to church right. we go to Sunday school because. There was a there you know, my kids were gonna be in Sunday school because there was a teacher that prepared a lesson for them. And sometimes we you know, we drag everybody out of bed and we and we we fight our way out the door and we show up for Sunday school just out of just out of old fashioned obligation. You know? <laughs> nothing spiritual but because we, because somebody there has prepared for my kids to teach them a lesson and we're going to be there. My kids are going to know that we're not going to church but, and, and, and they're shocked if on a Wednesday night, you know, we're getting home late from practice and we're like, you know, we're, we're not going to make it tonight. And they're like, what? Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. we have to then, you know, fuss with them. About <laughs> yeah, about But, but, you know, it was, it, um, you know, we just, we just, uh, we just love being at church. And, it, and of course we know how important it is to our family. And, um, but uh we just we just it and, and it's not, you know, like I think we've talked about this before, you know, it's not something we do if we get home in time on Saturday night. It's something we better get home on Saturday night because it's something we're yeah. gonna do. Um mm. and we don't have to think about, you know, anything you know, we're just gonna be at church because yeah. it matters a lot. Yeah. Uh we just really like it. And we like the people and we like and there you know, and there may be somebody there that needs me. Absolutely. And and there's a lot of Sundays I need the people there. Right. You know, my men's Bible study class on Wednesday night. You know, just the the encouragement I get from being around, you know, my friends Clay Good and 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 a Garth Lover and a bunch of other guys. That
1: it just it just
3: does us good to be around those guys. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm not gonna miss it.
1: Yeah, I heard someone say one time. Whoever wrote the song "Easy Like Sunday Morning" obviously never had kids and they didn't yeah, go yeah, to right, church. Right, uh, right. But, but you know, I, I think that fits so well with you know your brand of basketball that you're you're preaching to your kids is, you know, you don't become a deacon. There's there's obviously there's places where being a deacon comes with a certain amount of power and there's a a position. But according to the New Testament. I mean, a deacon is a servant, right? And so, so what can I do to serve in the context that I've I've been given? That that goes beyond a basketball court, uh, and, and I think it's why I think it's why you know what I hear from you is people know what they're getting with you. Like people, the the players know what they're getting. They know they know the brand of basketball, but it's it it goes beyond all of that, and it goes to being a genuine leader, um, you know, that is willing to put the needs of others above their own. And so um I think that's what makes it all tick. You know, is to be genuine.
0: Yeah. And I think two questions I have. One is how do you put up with Mike Green? <laughs> that's the <laughs> and, uh, pastor uh, around the pastor of no, Uh I love Mike. But the second question is, um man, I think anybody at your church and, and, and at West Limestone high school could say you've got a re- you've you've got enough going on. Right, that serving in your local church is something you could just pass on. You know, what I mean, you've got enough other stuff to keep you busy, especially during basketball season. Um, so, why why do you think it's important not just to attend church, but even to be involved and to serve uh, when you're given an opportunity? And what role does that play in in your life and your leadership?
3: Well, I th- I think with with anything you're able to do, if you can, you probably should. You know, if you can if you can add value somewhere you probably should. Right. Yeah. Um and and you know, if and I'm not a great leader in the church. I don't I'm not anything special at all. But one thing I think about is if not me, then who? You know, if yeah. if I don't do this, then who will? Yeah. Uh and, and, and somebody probably would, but we don't know. That's right. Um and and you know, so you know, just you know, just look for ways to you know, and and and, like I said, I don't do anything special at church, but but I'm glad to stay after and help put the chairs up, and I'm yeah. glad to do that. You know, that's that's this kind of how I, I see my dad. I saw my dad. He's been pastor in the same church for, gosh, um, I don't know, thirty six, wow. thirty seven years. Yeah. And it's not been an easy church. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, his office doesn't look like this. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I don't good. even know what to say there, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but uh, and, and I know obviously no church is easy, but, right. but his, I mean, it's been a grind for 37 wow. or so years. Um, uh, and I've just watched him... Um, just get up and serve every day, yeah. and he's—he'll be seventy this year, and 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 he's never missed a—you know—he's never yeah. missed anything. He misses a lot of things that the rest of the family does, yeah. because he's going to be at church because yeah. people are counting on him, and uh, you know he misses a—you know—he doesn't get to come. My mom comes up a lot. They've got a place in Florence. My mom comes up a lot. My dad has to stay, and you know somebody's always counting on him. And yeah. and I just learned a lot by watching him, yeah. you know. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's it's I had a, I had a lot of good uh, and and I think I had so many so many examples in my life. Like yeah. I think about it all the time, like how blessed I've been with obviously with my family, but just the people around me, the friends I've had, the the coworkers, the 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 uh, influences I had as a teenager and And every time I get stupid and start and think stupid or I think how, how can you be like this with all the people that have been around you that all the the like you have no excuse uh you know not to to do things the right way because all you've ever seen is and and most people aren't as lucky as i have have been to to have that many good people around them, but i I have and uh, so I've just kind of kind of tried to copy other people.
1: Well, you don't have to be anything special. I tell uh, us around this table probably not as well. We this is the bottom shelf podcast. Yeah, right, bottom right? Shelf, so literally. we're not we're not the hoity toity top shelf. We, we we putting it where everybody can reach it, right? Yeah. So uh, well, talk a little bit of though about see, you know, you've got things going in with with your profession, not your vocation as a as a coach. You got things going, you know, at the church and, and you made mention of man, if I can do it you know, I probably need to be doing it. What's the balance in that? Because the other thing I'd like to talk about is is rest. You know, you talk about a coach. There's a lot of of ministry parallels to that. And now you're adding on top of that volunteer ministry at the church. Um, where's the balance in in and how we we balance rest and and work in that?
3: Well, I think a lot of times I have to to make sure that I'm. That it's 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 actually rest and not just. I just don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like some we do need rest mm-hmm. and we do need to say no sometimes. I can't, and a lot of times we don't, and things don't go as well as they would if if I'd have said no and somebody else yeah. had picked it up. But but we, we don't need as much rest as we as we act like we do a lot of times. Um, but but we do need it, and uh, and so you know, I just I just have to. I don't know, I don't know that I do so much that I have to go looking for rest but uh but it is important that we that we say no to some things and we and we get some
2: rest. This is the transition into the bees <laughs> as as a beekeeper and uh you know his his small farm out there in west limestone uh I don't know any bee questions to ask though.
0: Yeah. I mean, so, is, so, how many queens do we have uh, at the <laughs> farm?
2: Well,
3: I hope two because right now I have two hives. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, call, I'll call Kenny question. and ask. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. That's
0: that's that's been the coolest thing about working. Not the coolest thing. There's a lot of things cool about working with Kenny at the church. But learning about Kenny Blyth, our associate pastor, uh, at East Campus. Yeah. yeah, Sorry, Kenny, local layperson. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's right. And it's helping a lot of guys get started. Yes. And I know he helped you help. Uh, him and among other people helped you get started, and nope, just, just him. To, it was all him. Was it all him? Okay, <laughs> uh, not to give anybody else credit. Um, but just just the way just, I learned how they implant queens, like they. Put, well, these
2: things take weird turns on this yeah, podcast. Weird. At times, doesn't I mean, it? bottom shelf. They take bottom shelf.
0: Like when you, if you don't have a queen, then you can buy one, correct? And then they, you put it in there, and they actually eat through to the the queens inside, like a little inner casing, and they eat their way through it. Is that right? Maybe. Maybe, <laughs> and then they get to the queen. It's a really cool. We, it's, a, we, it's a really cool process. We,
3: Kenny, came to my house one time and we made a queen. We didn't buy you. one. We made one somehow.
1: Is there a small crown that's involved oh, in this? That? It has to do
0: with the size of the the. There's openings. a maiden
3: voyage involved. I know that.
0: <laughs>
3: Not sure what they do on that maiden voyage, but they come back as a queen. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's in,
0: it's incredible. Um, I, I, and so, how do we uncle, tie that into leadership?
1: Well, my uncle was a full time was a full time beekeeper, like for years and years and full years. Full time, yeah. Cold Water Creek Road out in Taft, like that's what he did. And I still think like most I know about beekeeping is from like a, a, a bee movie. <laughs> how you many know? bees? Like, how many bees? Not very accurate, have have by the, the way. <laughs> well, <laughs> they didn't have to make a queen there. So. Uh, I got you.
0: Yeah, they had a drag queen. In the, the B movie. I don't know. Anyway. What is
2: happening? This is it's derailed. Going off the rails. It's hard to find men and women with a great work ethic or effective leaders that can sit down and be like, let me tell you why I'm great at rest. <laughs> I think it's escapable, yeah. but, but it's also one of those they know it's necessary and yeah. probably one that we should get better at. But I think it's always one we're aspiring to because it's just not easy, whether it be the demand of what you're committed to or, you know, my sister and I have had this conversation recently. You know, we, we grew up in a home where, no, it's fine, we'll, we'll, it's the weekend, so we'll hang out, but you'll also wake up to a list of five different things that you need to do before you actually get to that. So there's times now to where that's, that's a good thing, but then there's also times where that can sort of work against you as an adult because you feel like if you do sit down – you start yeah. to have this sense of, I need to be doing something else, yeah. and it's hard to it's hard to separate
1: those yeah. things. For me at least. Well, and I can be lazy and leave that time being less rested than I was That's when right. I sat down. Yeah, you know, it, to to sit down and accomplish nothing in a day to me is exhausting. Um, it's it's frustrating, right? And so, um, you know, we we have to be willing to be intentional enough to make sure that what we're doing is in, we're intentionally filling our energy tanks right like we're, we're we're what we're doing is adding value rest adds value it's not the absence of of activity it's it's how we add value in the, in a more in the margins of our life
0: i think the mistake we make is thinking rest is feet up yeah uh, like rest is being able to turn our mind off sometimes That's we right. I, some people some people run to rest some people do woodworking to rest. Some people keep bees to rest. But it, it's not, it's not necessarily something I'm I'm laying down and I'm my body's in a comatose state. Like it just means an opportunity for me to to turn off what's going on in the rest of my world for just a minute to reset my brain, to reset my body, uh, do something I enjoy, uh, and then I can then I can be stronger on the back end of getting after what I'm called to do.
2: A difficult part of that too is if you're leading other people and teaching them the same. You have to balance between, you know, the the show up and stay late, the, the yeah. strong work ethic, and the self care Sabbath, whatever you want to call it. Of it's okay to rest when you rest, and uh, but but you got those that'll sort of go to one of those. You either got to make people go home because yeah, yeah. they work so hard, or you got to make them come into work because they don't. Yeah. Um, and you got to try to find that balance and what percentage you want of each. Yeah,
1: how how much self care. You know, how much self-care do you self-care really self-care? need, ma'am? <laughs> yeah. uh, that's no, your, you're,
0: but, pre- you're preaching on self-care this Sunday, right? Yeah. No. But uh, <laughs> I, I
2: could tell when I said the word self-care, I looked over to Alan, and he was like, well, that's a fancy little yeah, word there, you. brother. Yeah. Look yeah. at yeah. you. Yeah, sorry, get, I use that.
1: Get you in the spa and get you yeah. a little pedicure. That's no, but, how many but,
0: pedicures have you had this year?
2: Zero. Okay, sorry. Anyway, glad ahead. we got a so, chance to point that out.
1: But you do know when you're when you're there. We can ignore it, and I think the hard workers ignore it. Which can be to our detriment eventually, but you know I heard someone say one time that it's hard to uh, it's hard to worship God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength when you're constantly effectively when you're constantly scraping the bottom of the barrel in your energy. Um, That's not doing anybody any good, and it's certainly not a posture to take in worship if 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 we're continuing to burn that candle. Um, at both ends I
3: think a lot about when I think about leadership and I don't do a very good job of this but I think a lot about alignment and I don't remember where I I didn't come up with this on my own but but how every area of my life needs to be in alignment or like you know my, my my spiritual life my family life my my financial life my my every area of my life my social life or like if my car is out of alignment. If I take my my hand off the wheel, it's going in the ditch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I need I need to be rested so I can serve better. I need to be my spiritual life needs to be in good shape so I can love my wife better and 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 my physical, you know, I need to take care of myself physically or, you know, we've seen the the, you know, the we've all tried to to lead or try to be a part of something when we're when we're sick or you know, we're lazy because we've we we had not done you know, it's and, and, and it all affects each other so much and we don't notice it till the till the wheel falls off and it you know, causes yeah. all of it to end
1: up in the ditch. Yeah, yeah which alignment's important in limestone county in case you're running <laughs> driving them back roads, man. I found that Lester, Elkmont, Salem man, them them roads you gotta get that checked a lot more than you, you do when you're driving them big roads.
0: That's right. Well, uh, Coach, man, we appreciate you so much coming on. We're going to transition now to to one of our favorite parts of the podcast is the rapid fire questions. Fire today's either or
2: easiest part of the day. Either or, uh, we'll get these first from from Coach, and then the rest of us will chime in here. All right, uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas? Christmas.
1: Yeah, me too. I would agree. Oh yeah, not a not oh, a giant turkey and ham fam, really. I, if we made Thanksgiving about grilling steaks. I might be more tuned up for it. Now,
2: the dressing I'm, I'm in, but I'm like see, you. Like I, I don't night. have
1: to just have, like, turkey and
2: ham on Thanksgiving. I'd rather have it with dressing.
0: You You could drive by my house on October 30th and see our Christmas tree lights to the front door. God.
1: Yeah, they're, they're so, mine are there now. It's, it's too early, man.
0: Well, too early? Yet. Why? Okay, I don't anyway. know. All right, exactly. Uh, you can not explain it.
2: High school basketball shot clock or no shot clock? No. No, no shot, shot clock. clock. And not for <laughs> –
3: I just like being contrary. Everybody else wants <laughs> one, so you know. Every, and, and people, people get so mad at us. You know, we 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 control the ball, and we right. we're gonna work for a good shot. And people, people get mad, and they they need to. We don't ever have a possession over thirty seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody yeah. else just yeah. shoots it so fast. Yeah. They think yeah. we're we're keeping
2: it for an hour. You know,
3: Yeah,
0: unless the shot clocks eight seconds, yeah. and
2: they go. Uh, go out or stay in. Mm. I like staying in. Mountains or the beach? Beach. Christos or dubs?
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. He's, he's geographically inclined. Well, here. you got
0: to ask. I just want to yeah. hear the answer.
3: Uh, Christos, of course. There we go.
0: Well, yeah, speedos at Christos? Well,
1: he asked Ma- Matthew Kyle uh, what was awesome. it? KFC G- or, <laughs> or, or Popeyes or something yeah. like that. He actually answered the question. Yeah. I yeah. do love dubs. There
2: so. it is. All right. Um, that makes three of us. That's right. Movies or sitcoms?
3: Uh I guess sitcoms. No, I, I don't watch movies. I don't I can't sit down for two hours and watch I get bored. Is it sitcoms? But I have watched I've I've started the I've started Lonesome Dove about seven times over the last month.
1: <laughs> the the original? Like yeah, the, the mini series. Oh yeah. Do you call all series sitcoms? I thought that yeah, was a specific a, genre of it's series.
0: A, yeah, that would be. It's that's a, a sitcom is a situational comedy is what it is. So it's it would be like Seinfeld. Okay. Uh, yeah. You need Parks to clean up, rack, your, clean,
1: clean up your Clean up either ors there? Yeah, sorry. Uh, didn't didn't.
3: <laughs> but I do enjoy that Seinfeld.
1: That. <laughs>
2: Amen. Uh, baseball or football? Mm. Uh,
3: I guess football.
2: And finally, hot weather or cold weather?
3: Hot. Because it's summer and we're
2: off <laughs>
0: <laughs> if he's not going to go to the beach, I mean that's that's it yeah that's, that's right uh,
1: I was a cold weather guy until I had a family, and then I realized what happens to your <laughs> family when in the during the cold weather, I never get sick. My family has never passed up a good sickness, mm-hmm. so
0: and then they're also stuck in the house with three kids
1: right, right, so as much as I love to hunt, man, I'd just give me the warm weather so my kids stay
0: well. So, hey, Coach, we appreciate you being on today and and just talking uh, about your experiences and and leadership and, and what it looks like to lead in your context. And man, we we appreciate you and the and the the work that you are doing, at West Limestone, Coach.
3: It's been fun. I appreciate you having. Yeah, me.
0: absolutely, man. And uh, we will be back uh, again soon uh, to wrap up the end of the year twenty twenty three. It's been a fun year, done some incredible interviews, and so until next time, keep leading. Thanks for listening to the Bottom Shelf Leadership Podcast, a ministry of Lindsay Lane Baptist Church. For more information on our church and all three of our locations, you can check us out at lindsaylane.org.